Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention. I'm Angel Tussie. I am your host of 100 Days of Inspiring Stories of Reinvention, of Starting Up, designed to give you support, hope, and encouragement. And I'm so excited, excuse me, I'm so excited to introduce you to Merelda Rodriguez. She's the founder of Move Beyond Grief, she is a grief massage therapist, a functional medicine certified health coach, author, speaker, traveler, and culinary enthusiast. She has over 20 years of experience in the health and wellness space. And through grief massage therapy, Merilda helps her clients feel comforted when they're most vulnerable, allowing them space to navigate emotional unknowns of grief and loss and gain control one step at a time. Her wellness, co wellness coaching programs help clients with mindset, food and lifestyle habits, vital to staying healthy, adapting to losses and building emotional resilience. Merelda, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Angel. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. So how does one become a grief massage therapist? That is a unique niche. It is a unique niche. And I was not looking uh, really to become that niche or to actually be in the world of grief. Um, I was just doing what I do best, which is massage therapy. And towards the end of 2018, I happened to have a client who had experienced a loss. And um, I just kind of went inside myself and I said, I'm just going to give her the bestest treatment she had. And um, it just so turned out that she was so grateful. And so uh, she came a couple of times to help herself and that really left an impression on me that I could really change somebody's experience while they're grieving uh, with something I love to do. But I didn't know what that meant in my world. So I just kind of let it be. And then in 2019, when I thought I was going to retire from massage, apparently massage not, was not done with me. So I happened to have a coach who had been through a lot of grief and she kind of planted the idea at first, I was extremely resistant. I was like, nope, not doing it, not going there, not handling it. I do not. What am I going to say to people who are grieving? I gave her every reason not to be in this. Um, and then I really had to think about it. And after really kind of going inside myself and thinking about it, it actually warmed my heart to be able to help people at this level because it really doesn't exist. And so that was when I made the decision to full steam ahead, go ahead make that commitment. Which is very brave, right? In, a, in an industry that doesn't really exist. You know, a lot of times we hear there's nothing new under the sun. Like we're all just doing something new. We're just package, packaging it differently. But to have this space for, or, you know, to create a brand new industry, did you ever think you'd be on the cutting edge and such a trendsetter? No, and I still don't see it that way. <laughs> I see it as uh, why, and, and you know, the funny thing was I didn't even know what I didn't know. I thought, okay, grief, having been through grief, having lost people, relationships, pets, you know, various uh, jobs, um, all these kinds of things. I thought I knew grief, but I, but you know, I am such an investigator. I investigate and research everything. So I went on to LinkedIn and I just started typing in grief or grief counselor and whoever showed up, I literally started contacting people randomly. And I was like, 
hey, I'm in the grief space too. Can you just talk to me? Tell me what you do. Because I, I was so confident that I was not going to compete with any of them. And I just knew that if they knew I wasn't going to compete with them in any way, they were going to say yes. <laughs> so I went on to LinkedIn and I did exactly that. And I spent 30 days talking to people are all over the country, uh, counselors, uh, emergency room physicians, regular physicians, uh, whoever would talk to me. Uh, sometimes it was people from associations like um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, you know, so like anywhere and everywhere there was grief, I just reached out. And people were so gracious. They were like, yeah, I want to know what you do. And when I told them that it was really through massage therapy and helping people understand their body and what it needs to be fed and what it needs to have in terms of lifestyle, they kept asking me, well, why isn't this being done already? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm trying to do this. <laughs> and so I almost, I joke about it. I say that I went through six months of a grief MBA, just immersing and understanding the various kinds of grief um, and, and losses and how people react and what, what their language. This was the other thing, understanding the language, different kinds of grief have different language. Uh, that in and of itself was interesting. Okay, okay. you're going to have to, you're going to have to fill me in on that. Cause I, you're like the different kinds of grief have different kinds of language. I'm thinking crying like a baby. I imagine you get a lot of that ugly cry in front of you. Like, you know, where you just like release in a way you've never released before. And to me, that's the ugly cry. What, what do you mean when you say the different languages of grief? Different languages of grief, for example, uh, uh, first of all, understanding grief. Most times when I said grief, and I had to learn this myself, if I said grief, people thought I was talking about the death of a person or a pet. But I was really trying to communicate that and more, meaning loss of a marriage, finances, business, uh, you know, any kind of uh, loss, right? Loss event. And so I had to learn to say, if someone dies, that's one version of grief and that's called bereavement. So I had to use the word to differentiate. Then I had to educate people that loss could be all these other losses. Um, and then I had to learn, you know, language that's very specific. So for example, when you're working with uh, suicide survivors, for example, uh, I had to learn, you don't use the term committed suicide, you use the term died by suicide. And so it's very um, hurtful almost to say committed suicide anymore. So the language is very different. Uh, meeting parents who've lost their ch children, you have to be in a different kind of emotional uh, container for them. You have to have a different kind than somebody who's lost their parent, for example, right? So it's, a, it's, so it's different kinds of grief bring on different kinds of containers that you have to hold people in and be able to sort of navigate with them when they have a drop, when they have a rise, whatever that is. So yes, that was the executive MBA in grief. You, you absolutely, you are absolutely qualified. I think for many of us are learning the, you know, I didn't know the phrase. I have many, many families who have experienced suicide in their, in their families. And of course we never want to be disrespectful 
that we never want to trigger something inside of them. But you know, what do you say and, and what can you say to offer them comfort? Mm. Um, but most of us stick our foot in our mouth. Right? I remember having a girlfriend years ago who, who lost her husband that way. And some of the things that people would say to her, I, I mean, really, we become blithering idiots and like, like to say like we're just so like we have no idea and and so in addition to the the massage therapy and the and the wellness coaching do you teach others like like maybe we didn't experience the grief but how can we support somebody who who did because I think most of us have zero clue of how to respond to somebody who has experienced bereavement suicide in their family and, and significant loss. It's coming along slowly. I've had to find my own way to get my message out and make it clear so that it translates from what's in my head to, you know, from a learning to a teaching to a uh, sort of like a, a takeaway, an application, like how can you use this immediately or where would this apply, right? Uh, it, it's been a journey for me as well. And it's kind of like building the airplane in midair while you're flying it. So uh, really at the end of the day, I am trying to one, do live streams. Uh, I'm hoping to get my YouTube channel up running so that that way, when people do want to know, because I do plan on addressing all of these pieces that you asked um, is addressed in a video. And if people need to, so say for example, you have say four siblings and they're about to lose their, their parent, right? So if one sibling were to stumble upon or learn about the YouTube channel, now they have something to share and it's the same piece of information across, not one person got this and the other person didn't get this. So they can replay it as much as they want, uh, either before the loss event, during the loss event, after the loss event, whenever they want. So I'm trying to create something, a body of uh, information that they can access um whenever that would be to. i that is def, i mean not only have you tapped already into an industry that nobody else was doing i think you also now have a service that you could provide that nobody nobody else is providing because death is one of those things we don't talk about right it's it, it's something that kind of gets swept under the rug and 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 now we're realizing like this this is we you know it's a celebration of one's life and um, you know, yes, let's talk about it. That person is never going to forget and get over it and move on. I also see a book in your future, Merelda. We could take a lot of that content, not to put more on your plate, but there's definitely, there's definitely a guidebook <laughs> for this, right? Because, you know, one thing about yep. we are dealing with it, but I, I do, I think about that, like, what, what can I say to them? What can I do? And how can I how can I support them at this time where they are so, there's just so much pain um, that they are, that they are going through. All right. So Merelda, cause this is fabulous. I think we could talk about, we could talk about this and this is your expertise. And I love that you're sharing that, but really the point of like reinventing, being brave enough to go into a new industry, where did that boldness and that self-confidence come from? Well, <laughs> uh, I think I've always been that way as a child. I, 
I think I shocked my parents a lot. <laughs> I'm an only child and I followed my nose, as I say. And so a lot of it has come from not maybe not having siblings and saying, oh, well, is my big sister doing this? Or is my little brother doing that? Or I never had that. But I was also an extremely creative person. So right from young, if something felt like it needs to be done or I need to do it or I want to participate in it, I would always raise my hand. Um, and I think that has helped me, you know, through college, I held a lot of leadership positions and not all of them were comfortable. So I got comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and that I think just kind of, you know, sometimes you think something's uncomfortable, then you go through it and you're like, that was it. Or, wow, I learned a lot. Okay, now moving on. What else is uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Um, so I just really, when I had that opportunity last year and my coach said that to me and the first time I said no, I said no on the outside, but on the inside, there was like a bit of judging going on. Like, what, what? This is like, nobody's done this. Like, she's right. You need to look at it. And so that's why I took the weekend and I said, let me wear it for a weekend and see how it feels. And um, talk to some people who know me really well. And they were sort of like, of course you would do this. Who else would do this? <laughs> so um, then it sort of became like, oh, okay, all right. Everybody's good with this. Great. I'll just go do it then. <laughs> um, so I think it really just came from that. But I really try to put things forward from, I'm an extremely intuitive person. Um, I am also an introvert, which means I tend to go inward and, and find my energy and find what I want to do. So when something is bubbling up from the inside, I know it's supposed to come out. It's very mindful and intentional. So that's kind of how I, I was just like, yeah, okay, let's do this. I don't know what this is, but let's go because, you know, it's better than me hanging up that, you know, massage therapy for 2019. Um, but yeah, that's kind of really how I just said, that's how it's going to happen. All right. So this has been an incredible year, right? You cannot, you cannot serve people in that massage therapy, right? You social distancing and, and all of that. What is, what did you do this year, Merelda? Or what came out of this year that you just never thought would? So, uh, this year has been, uh, just so many different things. So my year started off, my dad passed away in January, the very same time that COVID became known to the world. And uh, I had, he was in another country. So I had to go there. Uh, as an only child, I had to do a lot of like the legal stuff, you know, the banking stuff, all this kind of stuff that has to happen. And so it started off unexpectedly. But what was interesting is that I had my tools that I teach people about and I became the experience or rather the participant in my grief as well as the observer of my grief. So I had two roles. So as I went through grief, I also observed whether my tools were working, whether I was saying the right things to myself and all this. So it was a little bit of a, a, a dual journey. And then when I came back, not even a month later, everything was in lockdown. So literally overnight, I could not touch another person. 
right? Because there was no massage. And so uh, I remember meeting a coach last year when I was struggling a little bit and getting my head around how to get my coaching going. And she said, Meralda, you are so comfortable in massage that if massage is not taken away from you or until you leave, until you burn that boat, you will not look at coaching and really thrive in it because you've got this thing that you're comfortable with for over 20 years. And never in a million years would I have imagined a scenario like a lockdown to take massage away from me completely, right? I was like, what does that even mean? Like, let me just even get my head around that. Um, but the universe was def the universe definitely had my back, Angel, definitely, because in two weeks, I fell down a rabbit hole on Facebook into a Facebook group that now I'm part of, and it's my coach. So I found my coach and she didn't understand what I did at all. <laughs> and she looked at me kind of like, yeah, okay, grief. Yeah, right. That's like what, when someone dies? And I was like, no, that's like completely different. The reason I did grief massage is because the body struggles with it. And I showed her, I told her how, and then she finally got on, got on board and she's like, oh my God, I've never heard of anything like this. And that's how it just really started. Like literally one foot in front of the other on a daily basis, literally working through 100% unknowns. I never knew. Uh, she is somebody that ran a free Facebook group teaching business concepts to entrepreneurs during that lockdown. Um, and I just know that I showed up every day at 10 o'clock with my notepad and pen. And she realized I kept showing up every day and she was like, all right, let me go look at what this girl has to really offer <laughs> because so many people come and go, you know? So it's hard for a person who's doing free stuff to say, all right, I I'm really invested in this person. They're going to stick around. So when I showed up and I started learning things and I started applying them, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I was like, my God, grief is unknown. Grief wellness is unknown. I don't have massage anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just, I'll just do what she says. So today she said, do this. All right. I, I got my homework. I'll do it. So it was literally staying present, just not worrying about, oh my God, oh my God, where's the money going to come from? Oh my God, this. And oh my God, that just like, just do it. Just do it. Don't ask, just do it and fight your fears and slay the dragons, <laughs> do whatever you have to do. So it was kind of that journey. And, and Slowly, very interestingly, right after the lockdown, Brene Brown came in and she started talking about collective grief. Now, the day things went into lockdown here in Chicago, I, as an empath, couldn't, I felt like somebody had thrown a big blanket on my head because I felt really heavy and I couldn't understand why. And I was like, man, something's really heavy in the air. And then I realized it was this you know, COVID and the death and the panic and the global panic and all of this stuff. And I guess Brene Brown was on one of the shows that weekend and people started emailing me and saying, did you hear what Brene said? She's talking what you're talking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. Well, at least somebody's listening to Brene. <laughs> More people need to, I don't know, listen about grief and things like that. And so I knew that I was on the right path. I mean, to me, that was just a confirmation that the decision I made last year was the decision for me. 
um, and that I needed to do more work. And then, uh, you know, I just continued. I got invited to summits on grief. Uh, people just kept finding me out of LinkedIn. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so it was it was so interesting because I ended up meeting random people. I ended up meeting uh, someone who gave me the opportunity to do my first international talk. Um, just, I don't know, I just look around and I think this has been really such a blessing. And uh, it was only after that, that I really started thinking, my God, I don't know how to reach all these people. So I'm gonna have to create something like a YouTube channel. So like now that's where I'm at because there's lots of people around the world asking about it. And I, there's only one of me. So uh, that's why I'm doing that, yeah. I am so proud of you. I'm so excited that you listened to that calling, right? Listen to somebody else trusted and invested in a coach at a time where, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know, but you followed that gut instinct. Meralda, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you or to find your YouTube channel? Well, uh, YouTube channel's coming, so it's not up and running yet, um, but people can contact me through my Facebook page, which is Move Beyond Grief. Um, I can yeah, also, you know, they can always email me. I don't know if you want to include an email, um, but they can always email me or they can just really send me a message to move beyond grief on the Facebook page. I'm also on LinkedIn. So messaging on LinkedIn works too. That sounds perfect, right? Follow her on LinkedIn. It's where she got her big start. And yeah, look for that YouTube channel for sure. But you have a universal topic that I could see the appeal. And of course, yeah, having an influencer like Brene Brown at the helm is doesn't hurt either but you reinvented yourself. You were brave enough to take that leap of faith. And that's why you're a guest here on Entrepreneurs of Reinvention. Make sure that you tune in every day for 100 days of Entrepreneur of Reinvention. Follow our guests, tell them thank you. If they if they um, impacted you in, in any way, let them know that, like we, we thrive on that. I know that our stories make an impact, but we don't always know because people don't reach out and tell us. So tell us if it is. And uh, we love your feedback. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Marilda, thanks for being my guest today. Thank you so much for listening to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, 100 days of support, hope, and encouragement. Again, follow us on our Facebook group, Media Mastery, and download your complimentary starter kit if you're looking for media exposure by going to my website, makeyourbigimpact.com. That's make your Bigimpact.com. We'll see you next time.